Welcome to Planet Mainstage. My name is John Prentice. Welcome to the show. Good news. The Small Glories, internationally acclaimed and well-loved folk duo from right here in Winnipeg, are doing two shows at the West End Cultural Centre, December 3rd and 4th. The duo consists of Kara Luft and J.D. Edwards, who, after separate solo careers, discovered their unique, dynamic harmonies that definitely lifted their music to a new level. They have traveled the world, been nominated for a Juno, and won accolades and attention from everywhere. I'm so happy to chat with one half of the duo today about the show and how she's been doing and surviving. Kara Luft, go to WECC.ca for ticket info for the shows. Before we get to the interview, let's hear some of their music. As you will hear, I think we may get to partake in or hear a very interesting type of music called shape note singing at the concert. It was prominently featured in Small Glory's second album. Here is the title cut from Wondrous Traveler on Planet Mainstage on 101.5 UMFM and umfm.com.
Small Glories is our much lauded and well-loved Canadian folk music duo from right here in Winnipeg. And they are playing two nights at the West End Cultural Centre, Friday, December the 3rd and Saturday, December the 4th. And I am happy to speak with one half of the duo, my friend, Kara Lovely Left. Hi, Kara. Hello, John. It's so good to be here. <laughs> so good to see your face, too. All lit up here with my little overhead light. <laughs> <laughs> we all look so great on a screen, don't we? God. Ah. <laughs> so are you excited? Oh, totally. A little nervous, but also incredibly excited. These are will be our first, as the duo, um, these will be our first real proper indoor concerts that we've done since the pandemic hit. We played um, Cranky Fest, we just, but we only played, I think, 10 minutes. It was really short and wonderful experience. Um, it just felt really kind of magical to be with all those people. But we haven't curated an entire indoor show yet. So this is going to be quite special for us. Well, for let's, let's just look back a bit. So how's it, how's it been? It's been weird. And I'm sure that I'm not the only one. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm not going to be the only artist to say that. Um I have had a, um, I think because you know, I've chatted with you a bit about my, my housing situation. I don't have very stable housing. And so I have lived in five different places during the pandemic, which really kind of throws a little bit of a wrench in, you know, people are like, well, I could hunker down and actually get to work on this and I could write these songs or I could read this book or I could take up this hobby. I didn't really quite get a chance to do all of that because I was getting ready to move to the next place every few months. So, um, and I would say that my, um, my emotional and mental health has been, has taken a hit, um, which I, I think most of us have, whether we no. want to acknowledge it, uh, mm -hmm. or not. Um, and I think anyone who, uh, has a job that involves, you have to in, always be with people and you're engaging with others. And ours was so heavily focused on travel, which is not necessarily a good thing, but it, it was part of, I thought it was a crazy job, but at least I knew how to do it. And I had my routine. I knew my coping mechanisms. I had my, I understood how to kind of function in that environment. And then when it stopped, um, I actually felt a, a, a huge relief at first because I was so exhausted and burning out. And I thought, oh, thank God, we don't have to go anywhere. But then as it kept dragging on, I thought, oh my God, I, I don't, this is, this is really strange because now I, now I don't quite understand how my job fits with this current reality. So the jumping into the online sphere was, was strange. I think all of us have found that strange, whether you're working a regular job or doing entertainment or whatever it is and always being on a screen. Um, so I, I think just that, that whole thing of the, however you perceive your job for me, it was so much wrapped up in travel, continuous travel, continually seeing people in, in person and people who I cared about and had longstanding relationships with, you know, I'd, I'd see people in Vancouver several times a year. Um, so those kinds of things that were, it's just different, right? So adjusting to that, um, and, um, Yeah just kind of wondering what the new reality is going to be like. And I would, I will also say too, John, I don't think going back to the way things were was, is actually healthy either. Um, a lot of us in the music industry and the community were already making, you know, 
talk, trying to talk about mental health and, and physical well-being too, and having a, a life, a work balance, because so much of our job required us to be away from our communities and away from our families and away from any other form of routine or schedule. Um, and it's really fi financially draining to tour a lot of the time, if, especially if you don't have a lot of uh, financial support. So kind of looking at it from that level, and from an environmental impact level, it was like, oh, here's a great opportunity for us to reimagine how we actually yeah. want to tour. So for instance, we just, our, our agent sent us a, a thing today that said, hey, you've been offered this festival on Vancouver Island. And we're like, oh, it's one of our favorite festivals. And I looked at the calendar. I'm like, oh, but we're already booked at Mariposa in Ontario that weekend. Mm -hmm. And then JD and I looked at each other. We're like, well, in the pre-pandemic days, we would have tried to make both work. It would have been insane, but we would have tried to do it. You know, we'd be like, okay, let's go to the island. We'll, we'll play for a day and a half and then we'll fly across the country and then we'll be exhausted, but we're going to make it work. And now we're looking at each other going, this doesn't make any sense. Financially, it doesn't make any sense. Environmentally, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Physical well-being, it doesn't make any sense. So we are really trying to, when the opportunities pop up, take a bit of a breath and step back and kind of mm -hmm. go, what? how do we actually want to do our job? Yeah. Am I, am I hearing you saying that, that actually maybe um, some virtual stuff, you know, as much as it, things open up again, might be part of the picture. And that's it. That's a, a valid way to go now. Right? Yeah, I think it is. And I think too, you know, for venues, that's been a real practical way for them to, to look about moving forward too, because there are people who either aren't vaccinated for whatever reason, who still mm -hmm. want to partake. And so virtual offers them an opportunity or even people who are vaccinated, but aren't comfortable going to a live venue. And you can kind of, um, cover a wider market, you know, uh, if you have a virtual element, but we all will confess <laughs> that virtual is not the same as in person. Like every time I've done something in person, I go, oh, thank God. But yeah. I do love that if you can incorporate a virtual thing uh, alongside the live show or have the odd one off, like I did, I did these, these Christmas shows. I can't remember if you were, if you caught them. I did these, these carols on the banjo virtual Christmas concerts last year, right before Christmas, one for the European audience and then one for North America. And, and I wouldn't have been able to do that had I done it in person. I couldn't financially have swung, you know, the cost of going to multiple markets and, but that way I was able to hit what 300, 400 people within those two shows and, and, and just have this kind of unique thing. So maybe that's something that I could do on a yearly basis, you know, on top of playing live in, in front of an audience. But so, yeah, I don't think the virtual is going away, but yeah. I will say we're all, I, well, I don't want to say all, I'm sure some people are loving it more than others. I am not loving it, but I appreciate it and I value it. Well, I really, I tell you, I think you knew I was there a couple of times, but I, I don't know if it was the Christmas one, but I enjoyed uh, being on the ones where we could, um, you know, uh, ask questions or something, yeah. that sort of thing. And, and, and you kind of had a little bit of a sense or a feel, you know, that someone like me or somebody, you know, you knew the people that were there, even if it was yeah. only 50 or 60 people, you know, it was, and it was still a, a good, uh, you know, it was, it was worth doing, I, I think. And, uh, oh, always totally. Yeah. I agree. And, you know, so, and it, it, um, it has, its, it has its value still a little bit. Oh, totally. No, it totally does. Yeah. It totally does. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just in the last month really, um, I've been overwhelmed by being in person at a couple of concerts and, uh, you know, the oh, Cranky one was one, for example. And, yeah. uh, 
you know, I think another one was Connie Calder. And I, I you know, I like, you know, even though she was singing mostly all the songs I knew, it was like, it just had me in tears, you know, it's just to, to be there in a live concert sharing. Yeah. It's, it's just the feel. And I'm sure it was great for her too. And, yeah. and then two weeks ago now, the, the um, Frankie Blues, which oh, right. uh, was on the Friday night. And then yeah. of course, Prairie Panorama. Now you, you guys play at that and you're the last act on Saturday night, Small Glories. And I have to say the energy of the room raised a hundred percent when you guys <laughs> came out. We, we kind of, it's almost like we've just ate a bunch of candy right before we get, we go on. <laughs> JD and I are little kids, I think, in big people's bodies. We just have like a. <laughs> that, well, that's your, that's your trademark, you know, and I think, I think, well, I think a big music showcases i was thinking of this earlier today like folk alliance or something yeah and some art artistic director types looking looking for talent you know walking by the room where you guys are playing i don't know how long ago this would have been and stopping and saying who is that you know <laughs> going into the room and, and then you've got them you know i'm sure that's <laughs> happened and uh it just like you know and people are listening to the music as we listen to this interview we're putting music in and uh the small glories are unique and i love you guys Oh, and, John, uh, I love you. Thank you. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's just uh, onward and uh, and more, and uh, we're looking forward to it. So the West End, uh, what, will sh- what will the show be? Any new tunes or new album? It, well, it's, we are, we were very fortunate. One of the things that sustained us financially this year, besides all these incredible venues who hired us to do, you know, these online, a lot of them were pre-records, Um but we, the Canada Council for the Arts, best funder in the country, in my humble opinion, uh, we were very lucky and fortunate to receive a, a songwriting grant. And so we, we've we been working on songs, but they're in these, like, some of them are in germination phases, some are a little further along, JD's got a bunch on the go, I've got a bunch on the go, and we're slowly um, putting things together. So I am going to guess that in the spring we'll be we'll be recording uh, once we get all the songs written and um, sift through them all. But for this show, uh, because of the timing of it, um, we actually are going to do uh, a whole set dedicated to kind of Christmas and winter theme songs, which has been a real nice. um, treat for us to learn some stuff. Okay. I, okay. It's really fun because it gives us a little little bit of a focus as opposed to this pressure of like oh my god we got to finish writing the song in time for the show we're like well this might be a really nice way so we're kind of leaning the first set is going to be um, a bit of a request we're asking our fans we're putting it out this week to request what songs they really need to hear and uh, we have um, some special guests lined up um uh, camarada nova that was their former name um and now they're going by the the name dead of winter which is a really beautiful vocal group absolutely brilliant yeah yeah brilliant group six of them are joining us for the two shows and they're going to do a couple songs in their own we're going to join them for a song and then they're going to join us for a couple of our songs so this is going to be really beautiful Gilles Fournier our you know favorite bass player around he's going to join us and Al Simmons is going to host we we love Al's energy he's kind he's a big kid too so it's just he makes everybody feel welcome and um, so it's going to be a quite a special, um, it's going to be a really special evening, I think, with a mixture of songs people are familiar with, and then gearing up for uh, the winter season and, and our take on a bunch of, of Christmas and winter songs. Okay. So, uh, do you mind if you go a little bit further, uh, kind of general with Small Glory Sand for a little bit here? As yeah. Well? So I'm going to play, maybe we'll play a couple of my choices of, uh, 
of songs and right. relates to to recent albums and stuff like that. And uh, okay, maybe we'll start with <laughs> Time Wanders On because Yay! that's been making a big presence in my show lately. Tell me about Time Wanders On. Well, that song um, I wrote before or j- just before the Small Glories kind of became a bit of a, th- or we, JD and I started singing together. I wrote it with uh, Bella Hardy, who is this wonderful English uh, fiddler, singer, songwriter. And we were partnered for a, a really interesting collaboration between Folk Music Canada and the English Folk Dance and Song Society. Um, and the, the collaboration was taking part over uh, two year, or uh, I guess it was two different tour times. One was the f- fall uh, 2013, and the second one was fall 2014. And, and Bella came to Canada, and we did some writing and touring together. And then I went to England and did touring and writing uh, with her there. But she recorded a version of it and became really popular in England as well. Um, but JD, uh, the guitar part that he threw in, it just really, and our harmonies, it just totally took the song in a whole, I think, an incredible direction. Um, and people, community choirs have learned it. Lots of people cover it. Little kids love singing it at school concerts. It's great to just see multi-generation people singing and loving the song. Um, and we kind of feel like we're ambassadors for Canada every time we sing this yeah. song. <laughs> well, is it is is it written about Canada then? Or yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We wrote it. So about, it's, it's like a Canadian uh, anthem. Canada. It like, is a Canadian anthem. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then the other one, which really worked well, just we might as well mention, and it's fun fun to watch, and it just blew me away when I first saw it. Canadian Folk Music Awards Strum, which they have every year now, I think. And uh, everybody took a, a line that kind of a, oh, a share the song thing, right? Yeah. And they translated it, I think, and uh, there were some French, French artists as well. Yeah, that was a really cool uh, collaboration, I guess, that, yeah. they, that they created. Beneath her blaze, heard the wild geese cry as they cross the plain. 
This is Planet Mainstage. You are listening to an interview with Kara Luft, who along with J.D. Edwards are Small Glories, and who are performing December 3rd and 4th at the West End. Get your tickets and info at WECC.ca. Another song that I've heard you say you really love that you've done recently, and maybe you can talk about it, is, uh, and I love it too, is uh, Sing. Yeah. That, um, J.D. and I r- wrote most of it with our friend Catherine McClellan. It was another uh, collaboration project. We've had these wonderful opportunities of, of being part of these, you know, songwriter houses or intensives, intensives or whatever you want to call them, these, these where they partner people up. And, um, and we, we wrote the song, but it wasn't, um, it didn't feel finished and it didn't feel right. And I, I remember as JD and I were working or we were um, doing pre-production for Assiniboine in the Red with our producer. And I'm quite close with Neil Osborne, who's our, our producer. And I remember talking to him about the song and I said, this is what I'm envisioning in my head. This is what I want the song to say. And I don't feel like the song is actually saying that yet. I, I feel like we're really close, but I don't know how to crack it. And he agreed with me. And the next day he phoned me and he's like, I woke up with an idea for the song and I went immediately to the studio and I finished the song and here it is. And he's like, and I get a quarter of the song if you like it, (laughs) which totally, I was like 110 and he got it. He got, he totally married everything together. And I I remember reading the words and listening to it and going, Oh Yes, this is exactly it. Because I was, we were trying to go for like a Pete Seeger, um, social justice, you know, worker movement, right. uh, the, the, you know, that kind of vibe of a song. And it really wasn't quite doing that yet. But we had all these elements. We just hadn't, we hadn't put them, we were shaking them around and they hadn't come out quite right. And he, he's quite a phenomenal songwriter for a rock pop guy. <laughs> he channeled the spirit of Pete Seeger. And it's, it's so interesting because when I, I think of, the types of songs, let's say, that my parents sang. My parents, you know, were super um, hoot nanny, but also, you know, the Weavers and Pete Seeger and Woody Gut. Like that, they were really into the social justice and labor movement uh, material. Um, and when I think about our show, the Small Glory show, or even a Kara Left show, and my dad will come. My dad and my mom love the music that we play, but my dad, in particular, he's a bit of a hard. He's a bit of a hard sell. And he came up to me after JD and I had sung, I think it was the first time that he had heard us sing that song in Calgary. He said, oh, that was such a great show. And he's like, but that song, that sing, he's like, I want to learn that song. And I knew we had succeeded when my, you know, communist socialist folk singer father wanted to learn it. (laughs) Well, congratulations on it because it's, uh, you know, it's what we, um, it's what it's all about, right? Like yeah. uh, in terms of a definitive song for what you do and what we do yeah. and what we can do. I could sing for the money, I could sing for the praise. Spitting out nothing, wasting time up on the stage. Could folks are bleeding freedom, deny their truth. One thing I can do is sing for you. Sing for the suffering, working slaves. Cast in a debt they can never repay Sing for their oppressors who still believe See the rest or them never harmony 
for the rebels who forgot their cause Dignity for all, whatever the cost Who are looking at retirement, don't wanna be poor But what about the children ravaged by war? I could sing for the money, I could sing for the breeze Spitting out nothing, wasting time up on the stage Good folks are bleeding freedom and not their truth One thing I can do is sing for you Free from the past Sing for a living That's meant to last Sing for togetherness And not the wall Tears of human spirit Are felt by all Gotta do what I can Gotta live what I believe Learn to love And wear it on my sleeve I can sing for the money I can sing for the brain Nothing wasting time up on the stage Good folks are bleeding freedom Deny their truth One thing I can do Is sing for you Let's tell people that we're talking to Kara Luft One half of the duo Small Glories And they're playing at the West End Cultural Center On December 3rd and 4th You can get your tickets Or at least visit the website And Find out more at WECC.ca. That's the West End site. And of course, smallglories.com it is, right, Kara? Yeah, you got it. And um, another thing that's happened is your new song with a group from Norway. Oh, Norway. Yes. Darling, Darling West. West. Yeah. And uh, we, well, I have the song. I, I got you forgotten that I actually played it on the show. And you got, I was asking you for some new music before we did the interview. Yeah. And, uh, beautiful and uh darling west is great too so we're going to play a little bit of their music later in the show but maybe you can talk about that collaboration that was another unique opportunity uh we were presented with through folk music canada and they were doing i think it was 10 artists from canada partnered with 10 international artists but with a focus on scandinavia and australia so they partnered us up with this other female male duo from Norway. And because, of course, we couldn't do anything in person, we had a bunch of Zoom calls and we kind of created a Dropbox folder and chatted about what we were interested in writing, about you know, themes and things like that. So it was a really interesting process, a, a, a different way of writing a song than I've ever done before. But they were just such creative, wonderful, lovely, and open-minded people that um, it was just a really positive 
process and we had a lot of fun and um and it was really interesting because i've used the song as an example in some songwriting classes that i that i've been teaching to show the progression of how a song goes from the germination of an idea to the final product because i had all the audio examples of how it had changed over time um and we were fortunate to uh, go into Steve Bell's studio and work with Marie Palver to record our parts. And then they were all the parts were sent to uh, the Norwegians and they layered all their parts. And it's quite a beautiful song. I quite, yeah. I quite love it. Called Bright New World. Bright New World. Yeah.
your um your 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 love of british trad and you know another favorite song um which goes back to you doing it as a solo and i love your small glories version of it too black waterside yeah talk about that for a bit yeah that's a that's a really beautiful song i love the guitar part on that song um i remember I think I was first introduced to the Led Zeppelin version, even though I grew up listening to all, you know, all those great guitar players, um, all those English and Scottish uh, guitar players mm-hmm. um, through my parents. But mm-hmm. that particular song I wasn't familiar with. Um, mm-hmm. And I learned, I remember teaching myself the Led Zeppelin version, which I played it. This was before the Jennies, and I was on tour as a solo, and I was playing in Victoria. And somebody came up to me, a young guy around my age, and it was at a folk event. So it was, he was super folky. And he's like, hey, that's a great version. But do you know the original? I said, oh, what's the original? <laughs> he said, uh, you got to look, look this guy, look this guy up. And um, uh, Bert Janch. Yeah, and yeah. so I, I, of course, then went on a deep dive. I knew about Bert um, and John Renborn and the Pentangle. I'd listened to them a ton. Uh in the nineties and this was the early two thousands. And so then I, I found Bert solo stuff and then immersed myself trying to learn his version, which was quite a bit more difficult yeah. mm-hmm. um, for all the guitar players out there. J- Jimmy Page does it in a dad gad tuning, whereas uh, John does it in just a straight drop D tuning. So the fingering is quite a bit different. Mm. So I remember um, when I was doing my first solo record post Jenny's, so I'd already come done a few, I think three solo albums and then a couple Jenny's records. And then this was my first foray um, after uh, Jenny's stuff. And I wanted to do a version of it, but I could, it was a really, the time signatures were really wacky. And I remember I was working casually at the time at Long and McQuaid and I would go sit in the, um, the lesson room when they weren't with lesson rooms weren't they when they weren't being used and I was off shift and I would sit and practice the John Renborn song I'd listen to it and pause it and then I would try <laughs> try playing it and somehow was able to figure it out and and Neil I was working with Neil at that point too and he was like this is an amazing song I did my version of it and it got a lot of airplay and then um and then when JD and I started JD first came out on tour with me as a solo and so he learned the song because I was putting it into my sets anyways um and we just have a lot of fun playing it mm-hmm. any more coming do you think in that sort of vein yeah i think so you know even um even some of these um christmas winter songs mm-hmm. We're trying to learn a Dick Gulgan song, and and he's kind of got a similar vein in the guitar style world too. So, um, and we often talk about that that Blackwater side song. It's like it's so interesting, it's so different. We need to incorporate at least a few more of those in the Small Glory set. And JD's such a great harmonica player too, so it's a really nice way to showcase me as a guitar player and him as a harmonica player and then the the two harmonies. So we we're we are talking about doing doing more of that.
digging back here what an hour before we got and looking at music and listening and trying to make make you feel comfortable that I knew every single one of your songs anyway but another one I got who was uh plow, the plowboy and the cockney That's oh my god that is such a hilarious song I got that off an old Tim Hart and Maddie Pryor record they did a couple of duo records and um and that song just makes me laugh, but I loved their version so much. So I was like, I totally want to learn this song. And yeah. people are like, why do you want to learn this song? I'm like, because it's so weird and I just want to do it. <laughs> so for those of you uh, uh, who are expecting me to play it now, maybe if we don't have time, check out the Kara's, uh, you know, catalog. It's all there, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I even had, I don't know, John, I, I will get you one of these shirts if you don't have one. But I had, I used to have Plowboy Pride t-shirts. I don't know. Did you ever see those in honor of the plow of the Plowboy and the Cockney? I had this, this, I had this, this guy with a plow and it's a buffalo hole, pulling the plow. So that uh-huh. was the, that was the t-shirt. Yeah. So tour, uh, Sherwood Park, uh, Calgary Full Club, Canmore. I wrote this yesterday. I noticed today you've added in uh one more i think Uh, yeah prince george we're playing a a winter festival there and uh we're just inking in vancouver the rogue folk club as well but we are trying to figure out our travel like Mm. our hearts are anguishing with all of those on the the west coast there you're not going to drive you're not going to drive I do not think we are going, well, driving from here to Vancouver and then Vancouver to Prince George is just a little bit insane, but we're pretty busy. Um, Most of our work coming up is uh, stuff minus this, this uh, Canadian stuff is relatively new, but most of the American stuff has all been shifted from, you know, it's two years. We had two years pretty much in the books It's getting rescheduled. And so. So we haven't got a lot of time here, but I guess I was going to say some favorite memories from places and performances far away oh yeah um australia yeah and i i don't know when we'll go back we were supposed Mm -hmm. to go back in early 2020 Mm -hmm. um and of course everything was burning and then um and then COVID hit Mm -hmm. so uh but we have some memories we played the um uh the woodford folk festival which in my uh, experience is perhaps the most interesting and best music festival I've ever had yeah. the honor and privilege of being at. Leonard was telling us about it, how it's like a gigantic, eh? It's, it's gigantic. And yet it's, it's um, very homey for some reason. It's, it's a very interesting festival. The, one of the things that always struck me, John, with that festival is that they sell out of their tickets before the lineup is announced. So they have curated such an incredible festival mm-hmm. of often hiring acts like us who are not known in Australia mm-hmm. and their attendees trust the the curators of the yeah. festival and they want people to come. It's a five day festival and they want people to come for the entire time. Unlike most other festivals are like, oh, well, we need to announce our headliners bef- so that we can sell tickets. And I'm yeah. like, well, actually people should just come to the festival for the whole experience and mm-hmm. discovering, you know, artists that they maybe have never heard of before. So. I think the core of the people for Winnipeg are like that though. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So um, anything more about December 3rd and 4th? Um, well, we are going to do a couple of ticket giveaways. And so uh, if you're, if you haven't yet and you're listening to this program and you would like to uh, put in a request for a song on Instagram and on our Facebook page, and we're going to draw Nice. everybody's names and okay. pull out uh, a, a pair of tickets for each of the nights. Okay. Um, and if you've bought your ticket already, we are very grateful, but you can then have free tickets to give to friends. So okay. if you. So uh, I think something that we'll finish with, maybe you can tell me anything more about this song that we don't already know. Winnipeg. Oh, Winnipeg. Ooh, you know, JD and I wrote this. We were given the theme of write a song about home and neither of us, are from Winnipeg, but we both found our way here. And it was so interesting. Even the other day I said to JD, I said, JD, if you could live anywhere in Canada, where would you live? He said, Winnipeg. (laughs) We love this city. We know it's not perfect, uh, but Winnipeg is a bit of our love letter to our adopted hometown. And we know it's some of the song is a bit cheesy, 
<laughs> and a bit fun and a bit silly, but uh, we think it's just, you know, it was a really fun song to write. So, yes, it's, it's, it's worked its way into our uh, iconography. I think it's, it's like <laughs> the Winnipeg song now. And, uh, and uh, Kara, thank you for doing this. John, thank you. Seriously, really grateful for your support. And um, we'll see you on the third and fourth or one of those two anyway. Thank Yay! you. Bye. Bye. In the heart of the continent, ancient rhythm flows through the land. Carve the trails and let me All the songs that call us out Old traditions and word of mouth Heard it calling from the east to the west Took my roots on the old highway Traveled for about two or three days Wrote a song with a new sound Look at me now I went a big bound It's the socials at the hall Watching bombers playing ball It's the Sunday night cruise Down on Portage Avenue It's the northern lights It's the snow plows at night It's your parka and your toque It's the way you wear your boots And it's the sun
That was Winnipeg from Assiniboine in the Red by Small Glories. Thank you again to Kara Luft for the lovely chat. Get your tickets for their December 3rd and 4th shows at the West End Cultural Centre at WECC.ca. As you can see, collaboration is the name of the game. Here is another song by Darling West, the Norwegian duo that Kara and JD worked with. This is the sweetest tune. Cheers. 
Hello, this is Rasmus Fribo from Harper the Cook. You are tuned in to Planet Mainstage on 101.5 UMFM. Musical diversity of 101.5 UMFM. Yeah, give me love, 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 will, will, now. Crazy love, she give me love, 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 will, will, now. Crazy love.
Hi, John here, own alone, Artie Yervenen, a.k.a. Bahamas, to start our two today. Bahamas is scheduled to play a sold-out Winnipeg Folk Festival show tonight at the Burt. He recently was a musician affected by the floods in B.C. His tour bus was trapped in the north, but the show went on with rented equipment from Long and McQuaid in Vancouver. If you are going, enjoy the show tonight. Also, check out another great Winnipeg Folk Festival show done at the Burt last Saturday. Still online, I believe. ACU and WFF present So Long Bannatine. All kinds of great Manitoba talent, ably hosted by Johnny Moonbeam, a.k.a. Daniel Jordan from Red Moon Road. Right now, time for our weekly contest, Name That Riff, where you get to name the song from the clip I play and email me and win a CD. Last week, a Canadian icon, Neil Young. The song was Cinnamon Girl, and the winner was Lisa. Yay, Lisa. I will get you your CD ASAP. Okay, this gentleman had a tribute concert online last night, the second annual, I believe, presented by Home Roots. Here is the clip. Three centuries thereafter, I take passage over land. And again. Three centuries thereafter, I take passage over land. Email planetm at umfm.com. That's planetm at umfm.com to win. Good luck. Three centuries thereafter, I take passage over land. Okay, onward. Playing for Change is a movement created to inspire and connect the world through music. They are having a unique music event and fundraiser to protect the environment December the 15th. Please check it out at playingforchange.com. Here is just a sample showing their musical collaboration, a song involving, to name a few, Rhiannon Giddens, Tumani Diabati, Bela Fleck, Sheila E., Warren Treaty, and many more. This is Higher Ground 2020.
tried to warn me I wouldn't listen And now all at once I'm drowning in my kitchen My legs are broken Treading water The flood is coming The flood is coming I tried to bark I tried to reason The sky was deaf The rain was never ceasing Not some cheap bed I can cover the flood in cover the flood in cover So listen close now. I was dead wrong Think that things could work themselves out in the long Pay attention Heed the thunder The flood is coming The flooding color
Bit on the Carolinian heading south from D.C. Says if God himself had picked out our seeds She smiled and said, Richmond, when I asked where she was bound I began to wish my life would have been born in my town We talked a little bit and then she smiled, I saw down in her eyes She wasn't just beautiful, she was kind and she was wise But a woman down in Raleigh would soon have my son So I waited for her station like a bullet from a gun She's in Richmond with my heart And I'm bound for Carolina Wish I'd never met this train Or the girl that's left behind her When the train reached the station She looked me in the eye Said, come with me to Richmond and we'll start a brand new life Well, you know that moment still weighs on my mind Cause I took my body to Raleigh and left my heart behind She's in Richmond with my heart And I'm bound for Carolina Wish I'd never met this train Take him down to the station to watch the trains roll by But that northbound Carolinian always makes the teardrop start Cause it's headed up to Virginia where I left my home She's in Richmond with my heart And I'm bound for Carolina Wish I'd never met this train This is Ronnie Munoz from Papa Mambo Trio and Papa Mambo. You are listening to Planet Mainstage on 101.5 UMFM and umfm.com around the world.
best followers and leaders and battle-weary heroes And I am none of them When I arrived, I might have been a drinker But I was longing for a friend I'm a rider ranging this far out hills Lonely and so This is Planet Mainstage. If you wish, check out today's playlist at umfm.com, Planet Mainstage. And also check out back issues of our podcasts. And reach me anytime at planetm at umfm.com. We started that set with Playing for Change Higher Ground, marked down their global event, Peace Through Music, global event for the environment, December the 15th, playingforchange.com. Then we had new from Joe Pug, The Flood in Color, Nickel Creek Smoothie Song, Chatham County Line, The Carolinian, and Ballad of Old Bill from talented residents of Horsefly, B.C., Ferris and Jason Romero. Next set, some Adrian Legg, New York's Double Handy, Ellen McElwain, and to start a flashback 10 years or so to some Swedish folk rock. This is Garmana with Halling Flan Macedonian on Planet Mainstage. <laughs>
Hello, everybody. I'm Del Barber, and you're listening to Planet Mainstage with John Prentice on 101.5 UMFM and umfm.com. Get it while it's hot. Thanks for listening. Trying to find a cure for my lonesome condition. Out here on my own tonight, just fishing.
Somebody's got to change yes. You are the reason I have been waiting for so long Somebody holds the key, it ain't me Well, I'm a million and I, I, I just ain't got the time What's more, I'm wasted and I can't find my way home Come down on your own, leave your money at home Somebody's got to change You are the reason I have been waiting all these years Somebody holds the key Well, I'm a million And I just ain't got the time What's more, I'm wasted And I can't find my way home That was one of my heroes, guitar and blues legend, Ellen McElwain, with Can't Find My Way Home, done as only she could do it. Preceded by the power guitar of Britain's one and only Adrian Legg, hacked off Boogie. Before that, half shaved by Double Handy, and started off with Swedish folk rock Garmana, Halling Fran Macedonian, from their album, Guds Spelemen. Our last set is filled with action. We will do the cakewalk 
El Taj Mahal. And brand new from Alison Krauss and Robert Plant via Lucinda Williams, We Can't Let Go, to start more of the best from Blues Queen Ellen McElwain. You can beg for the reason on Planet Mainstage.
This is Celso Machado. You are listening to Planet Main Stage on 101.5 UMFM. I had the blues, 
so bad one time you put my face in a permanent frown now i'm feeling so much better i can cakewalk in the town i woke up this morning feeling so good you know i lay back down again throw your big leg over me mama i might not feel this good again my baby oh my baby i love the way she walk when the girl gets sleepy i love the way she baby talk now work done got scarce honey all and work it no got hard i spend my whole day stealing chicken mama from the rich folks yard So much better, I can cakewalk in the town. I want to go on a picnic in the country, mama, all and stay all day. I don't care if I don't do nothing, just wild my time away. Put my face in a permanent frown You know I'm feeling so much better I can cakewalk in a town Well that's it, all finished Hope you've enjoyed a fun show Ended with Taj Mahal, Cakewalk into Town Can't Let Go from Alison Krauss And her buddy Robert Plant and started with my hero, Ellen McElwain, Beg for the Reason, Yeah. Reach me, John, at planetm at umfm.com. Check out the playlist and podcast at umfm.com, Planet Mainstage. Stay safely at 6. Wear your mask and be kind to all. Support live music safely. Again, the small glories, December 3rd and 4th, COVID protocol in effect show at the West End, WECC.ca. Thanks to Kara Luft for the great interview. We will finish with the song we were talking about from Kara's earlier work, a great little tale, The Plowboy and the Cockney. Bye-bye and take care. See you next week. It's of a London cockney, I now will relate He went into the country, to find himself a mate He went into the country, to find himself a mate
excited to drink at the ground. Then Mary alighted to drink at the ground. A beautiful damsel he there did espy, which caused him to tarry. London Cockney, I know what I know. He said, London Cockney, I know what I know. We will take up our arrows and go fight in the field. We'll fight a good battle and gain her goodwill. We'll fight a good battle and gain her Such a blow. Oh, now be London Cockney. You know what I know. No, now be London Cockney. You know what I know. Well, it never shall be said along the plow bench that a plowboy was not willing to fight for his wench. That a plowboy was not willing to fight for him. Let me die here in a strange country. 